0: All right, hey guys, we're here today with Chelsea, Gary, and Shannon.
1: Hello. Oh. Hello. Hello.
0: So weird, we're on Zoom, but we're just doing the audio. Um, so we are continuing our conversation around innovation and value, and how we think that value, and measuring and defining value, should be what drives innovation. Uh, and not just looking at innovation as a value itself. So we've been talking with professors, some different people, and we wanna hear from some students about what they have to say and how they perceive value in education. Uh, but before we jump into education, we, I wanna kind of ask you this question and don't think about it at all in a school context. But when I say, hey, when you are looking for something of value, you're looking for a a value what kind of jumps to your mind first
2: value something that's like uh important to you so they can be like anything from like a like the way that you teach or like the way that you do something so it just kind of depends on the person
0: okay awesome
3: um I don't know, for some reason, what comes to my mind instantly is like quality. So I guess like um, kind it could kind of tie in with what Gary was saying, like what you perceive as important. So like if you perceive that as important, you would assume that it's like good quality. So I don't know. Quality is just like a term that comes to my mind. <laughs> cool.
0: Um, we're going to jump into education here in a second, but just our, our conversation earlier today, I think maybe let's, let's look at this so I can give you guys a context to, to apply this. So we were talking about clubhouse, you know, all the new rage. Um, and you guys were talking about some of the things that you, that you think about it that might even reflect kind of values. So, um, can you guys tell me about why Clubhouse is cool to you?
3: Um, I like the openness, uh, openness and flexibility.
0: Okay. Yeah, I
2: like that. Uh, that most of the time on Clubhouse, you get to hear what people think, especially like celebrities. So it's it's like uh, it's better than hearing like seeing them tweet about something. So they get to speak more about the problem. You can see like how like greatly affected it is or how like how much they care about that topic, depending on like how they're arguing. And like, I, I also like how like it allows like anybody to, you know, have a opinion. Cool.
0: Yeah.
3: And with that, I think the nice thing is like, you know, uh, kind of like podcasts kind of helped celebrities or like you know bigger name people speak up um and not feel like they're in a structural interview where it feels like scripted Mm. so I feel like clubhouse is like a next step of that of a podcast because it's not just a conversation with one or two three people you have like a live audience plus you have people that can chime in whenever they want kind of thing so um
2: yeah I agree
0: yeah, and Gary, you were talking about another thing that you really liked about Clubhouse. Can you share that again? Because I think that's great.
2: Like the, uh, <laughs> it's like the the drama that comes with it. Like it doesn't feel like it's like entertaining drama. It's not like something like a like a reality TV or something like if they're arguing about situations that we're you know talking about. Like it can be um, like pro, police brutality or like the presidential lessons and you can like you really people are really like you really hear people's like perspective when they're arguing about something like that so like i think that's like very entertaining like a good platform to like voice your opinion without like a you know having to type it out or you having to feel like it's structured or something
0: yeah and you had mentioned that not just the the entertainment quote-unquote value but the kind of the novelty of not knowing what you're
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah. so going
0: to hear like, is that a that's a draw that's a value to you
2: yeah it's like uh like I love debates and I love when I don't know what to expect so it's like a uh, like someone could be arguing. And like someone can be saying something simple like, um, I don't agree with this. And then you hear another person like quickly, like, oh no, you shouldn't agree, with, like you should agree with this, or you know, just you get to hear like a real reaction opposed to like a like in an interview where you know they ask questions, wait for you to respond. But with this one, like they're gonna respond when they feel like it. So
3: genuine and spontaneous.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. So Shannon, take us away. We got to We got to get off the clubhouse train here, um, even though it's pretty cool.
1: No, I think that's a good train. I, I was just thinking like the words that Chelsea was using, like flexibility, openness, genuine participatory seems like it's Mm -hmm. part of that too. Um, Can you think of an example when you've seen those values or other values that you hold um, in your classes? like when you could tell that what you valued was also like showing up in the class or was also valued in the class?
2: Mm -hmm. So uh, I can say this is like in the iOS design lab, how like I value like the process over like the end result more than um, I'm not saying I'm going to say like more than I should, but you know, we speak about like the process more than we speak about the end result. And like every time we finally get that end result and we see like it's something that we did wrong or you know something that we messed up at. We speak about it and we try to grow on it opposed to like, okay, well, at least you guys finished it. You know, like we sit there and work on it.
3: Yeah, I, I think the iOS design lab is like, I mean, out of the classes I've had, I like the most with um flexibility and openness like it's not I mean that was the point of the the program is to like not feel like a structured classroom I mean I need like structure but I also like flexibility so like uh you know I have a class for instance that's like i well most classes are they're very um all right this week this lessons this okay on to the next like while like iOS design lab, um, okay, I'm I'm using like my researching experiences class as an example, while the iOS design lab kind of like whatever we're learning is part of the process. And that's part of the like, um, you know, the project that we're doing while my other class is more like, okay, we're learning about this. Mm. Now you're going to apply, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, you're going to apply this to this project now. Okay. On to the next one. So it's not really like, it's just kind of like bits and pieces while like the iOS design lab is like one whole, I don't know what I'm trying to explain. Like the project, like the end result is like of the, the whole process too, whatever we're learning.
2: Yeah, like in other classes, we wouldn't focus on like the feedback that we would receive from like our peers as much as we would like in a iOS lab or we wouldn't even talk to our teammate as much. Like the only thing that we would speak about with our teammates is uh, you know, did you get this project done? Opposed to like a, in a um, design lab, was asking, okay, did you guys do this so we can learn this? Or we need to you know separate the teams, you know? So like you can hear like in the iOS design lab, like the process, like we work more so on the process opposed to like trying to get the end result.
1: Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Like the parallels between Clubhouse and the design lab Like, not to overemphasize those, but I do think there's some interesting similarity in that, like, you, the process, like, you don't know exactly what you're getting into, maybe with a clubhouse discussion. And similar, like, when you're working on a team, like, you might have a sense of, like, okay, I'm going to hear about this topic on clubhouse, or like, okay, this is our project. But then the process takes that somewhere that's unexpected. And so figuring out how to respond to that is a different kind of thing than, okay, this is the project that I'm gonna do. And like my professor already has an idea of what the end result is gonna be. Because nice. like, if I'm supposed to turn in a podcast and I turn in an essay, it's very clear that I didn't do the assignment. Mm-hmm. So that like letting process determine the end is very different than the end determining the process. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really interesting. Clubhouse as an illustration of that from a class value.
0: Yeah. So what are some other classes? So you've mentioned the design lab, um, and we don't just have to talk about that. Um, but what are some other spaces where you have seen or, or maybe you became aware that a prof, like, so we've been talking with some other groups that even every single class is kind of a professor kind of putting their values on display. like hey, these are the, the concepts I value, um, here's the content I value, even the way you structure the norms within the class, like you see a lot of values. I mean, for example, you guys are in iOS Design Lab, and you, uh, Chelsea, you mentioned the structure and flexibility. Um, you know, for me, as a, as a one of the, the leaders that structure is not my strong suit. It's not Mm -hmm. high up on my values list. (laughs) So it's hard for me to like push that out. Um, If you want to talk about flexibility, you know, this is like my number one value. We could do that all day long. Um, But have you seen this in other spaces um, where you've been able to perceive some of the values of the professor or they, or you think that the professor or instructor, however you want to say that has has tried to understand what students value.
2: Yeah, so this actually just happened recently. Uh, I couldn't tell you like what exact class it was, because I have like three million that are the same. But um, <clears throat> so we were doing this project, and basically we had to like create a website, um, like telling us about us and what we think about like create creativity and entrepreneurship. And we had a due date of. Um, it was somewhere last month, not sure. But I do remember like the the teacher emailing us saying like, okay, everybody didn't do this right. And I know like we're in quarantine, so you might have slipped your mind. So I'm going to allow everyone to, you know, redo it. Instead of just like giving us a grade. Like she saw that, you know, we do have a lot of classes and we are sitting at home. So it's kind of harder to, you know, have that focus as opposed to like being in the class. So yeah, that was a time that I think that, uh, she tried to, you know.
3: Accommodate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can not yeah. think of the word. I think, yeah, definitely we're like in the situation where I feel like the teachers can empathize the students and the students empathize the teachers. And I feel like, you know, they tried, like we're just all trying to make the best we can out of the current situation. Trying to like give flexibility um, to students during this time. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything. Hmm.
1: Is that flexibility something that you've noticed more since covid or can you think of flexibility like examples before
2: no i would say like as soon as like covid started that's when the professors became more flexible
1: mm-hmm.
2: like because i remember before that it was like oh you didn't turn it in at this time well oh well oh you need more time to do this oh well like everyone else needs th- the same thing but now it's more like um okay i understand you know we're in COVID, or are you going through this, or you know, it's it, like they're a lot more understanding.
3: And attendance, <laughs> that's yes. I love that because <laughs> you know, like I, I, think you know, MSU was pretty big on like you can only have three miss class. I don't know, can't remember, but yeah, so that's that's nice, and it's definitely that's pretty much gone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I have, I think I have one class where they actually like. Uh, if you're not like you have to engage and they look at the chat and if you don't engage like that's your attendance and it's marked off but still like you know like at, on campus if you like I think missed more than I don't know I think it was like five classes or something you, or nine maybe you fail I don't I think, know uh... yeah
1: yeah it's interesting how we can make things like we can accommodate when we have to it's like oh things could actually be far more accessible all the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah I'm really interested in that too um and I think one of the reasons why is that and you guys both said this really well like we're we are in a similar context um so it's a lot easier, I think. Gary, you said like even how we empathize with each other because we realize, hey, this is really hard for everyone. Mm. And sometimes that it's harder to empathize when we're not really aware of situations, right? So currently, there's this shared grief, <laughs> um, this loss, that all all this hardship right now with everyone. Um, so how do we? How how do you guys think we could? keep that moving forward
3: I know that's I you know it's I was kind of thinking like okay if COVID is shifting into this thing where we kind of see it as like the flu and we just live with it um and all these places are like opening back up but also everyone is starting to like I'm a person that like I'm starting to realize I appreciate in-person stuff But I also like the flexibility of like I can just roll out of my bed and get on here. Um, So it makes me wonder, like, you know, like there's some uh, workplaces that are noticing like um, people are being more productive being at their home. Like, um, I wonder where we're gonna find the balance of like, yeah, we're gonna have like we're gonna do stuff in person and digitally, like like have it become more accessible. Um, because I like that. I like how we're, we're accommodating and not, I mean, I, I feel like you got to hold some sort of, what do you want to call it? Mm. You got to hold people accountable with certain things, but like, I don't know. It's nice to have the option, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think that goes back to your, not structure versus flexibility, but structure and flexibility. Um, right. I think it's a really interesting concept.
1: And it also, Chelsea, what you're saying reminds me of values that like pre-COVID in-person expectations like reign supreme. That was like how we were together But now, like when we have to go online and we have to figure out like, okay, how do we still interact and get things done? And and in some ways we can be more accessible and in some ways we can be more productive. I think it can sort of distill, what do we value about the in-person interaction? How do we retain some of that? And then how do we also value more accessibility and maybe even just like a, a gentleness that is like, okay, we don't have to always be in class every day for 15 weeks or else you fail. Mm. Maybe we can do like
3: both ideally or some version of both. Agreed. Kind of like with the idea of shifting away from like glamorizing, working 80 hours a week or two, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know, it
0: kind of reminds me of that. Now it's just working 80 hours a week in your pajamas, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> has it really shifted? No. <laughs> cool. So um, I think it would be interesting because we've been talking about value a lot. Um, do you guys see value in terms of innovation or maybe think about a, a time in one of your classes where something was really innovative or there was an approach to something. um, What are some things that you've seen um, in your years at the university of maybe an innovative approach?
2: Yeah, so last semester I had this graphic design class where um, we basically just like created, like, you know, data charts or something for our project and you know how like usually classes give you an assignment they have a structure of how you wanted to do it and you know you just have to follow that but within this class he was like okay I don't like that and I see like a flaw in that so he decided that uh like the way that we do the assignment was the way that we interpreted it so however we interpret it is you know like how the assignment was done and we always got credit for that like the way that you think about an assignment, or the way that you do an assignment, is you, you need to use. So, like nobody can say like you did it wrong, except the um, the professor. So, I think that was like really, like really, really innovative, and that's like something that's gonna stick in my mind because that's really how I think about like a lot of stuff now.
1: For that assignment, Gary, did the professor ask you like Did you have to explain how, like, why you chose to represent things in a certain way?
2: Yeah. So basically say that uh, we had to create like a like say like a data chart or a, uh, I don't know, something like a, I don't know, just think of like something like that. So if we decided that, OK, um, I want to go more into detail about that or I want to search up something with us at that What something else within that, then I can do that. It's just I'll have to explain why I chose that like what how does this relate to the um the project
1: cool that's really interesting
3: um i feel like i keep going back to this um i I feel like I've also had a class where we were like open reign to kind of do whatever we want. But once again, I like I like structure or like a timeline. So like for instance, like the iOS design lab for when we were working with Denise, like you had like a timeline right now, like you should be expected to have this done. But you're, how you guys want to do it is kind of like up to you kind of thing. So... Cause, or like clear expectations is like something that I think is important, but I also like of, you know, kind of like free reign to however you want to do it.
2: Yeah, I feel like, uh, like when a class is like more like innovative like that, like it sticks to the students more like, I remember those classes over like the, you know, probably 30 classes I've had, like that one is sticking out to me. so. Every time that, you know, a class has a new uniqueness like that, or not even a class, just like anything, like this can be like a job or anything that will always stick with you. And you will always have that mindset, which allows you like to grow and do more.
1: Yeah, it's way different to like, if I determine how I want to visually represent this data, and then I need to explain why I chose that, like that, it makes you think in a different way than like, oh, the professor told me to do the project this way and I did it and then I turned it in. Mm -hmm.
3: I also think there could be a challenge with too much like ambiguity, like too much free reign because I've been in classes too, where like I can't think of a specific one, which doesn't really help, but like there was, I know there was a time where like, I was in a like sitting with a bunch of classmates and they were like, um, he was like, well, however you want to do it, do whatever however you want to do it. And everyone's like, that's not helping like us. Mm. And everyone just felt like kind of like stuck. Like, I mean, maybe that was the point, but still like, I don't know. Uh, a lot, I feel like a lot, I don't know. A lot of people were like almost, I don't know. It felt like not many people put as much effort in as well. So
1: yeah I think that can seem sometimes like a paradox but that actually like some structure allows for more flexibility Mm -hmm. like having some sense of like here's some options or ideas and then you have freedom within those
3: ideas to innovate or change them that seems important I do like the idea of what Gary said though like here's a project but however you interpret it go
0: for it like Mm -hmm. like (laughs) Yeah, I'm taking some serious notes over here because
1: <laughs>
0: <This laughs> it sounds as if Chelsea's naming me without naming me. I don't think that's what she's trying to do, but <laughs> I, I do not. fall on that trap sometimes.
3: No, I I can't. There's a, There was a specific class that's not iOS design. Level, it was where it was too much like we didn't have timeline. We didn't have a structure. It was kind of like and then anytime you would ask like, so do you mean this? And they're like, oh, whatever you want to make it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, uh, like, I mean, that's cool. Cause you're like, get your mind going, but also like, I don't know. feels like you're like, what am I learning from you? <laughs>
2: I would feel like with that much freedom it would like cause me to be stuck more than it would like me create more ideas. Like I feel like with a little bit of structure, like I know like within a certain limit of where I need to be, but like I still have the option or the opportunity to like think more outside of that. But like with, uh, you just have no structure at all. Like you just like go for it, just you know think whatever you want. It's just like, I can pick literally a million things right now. So which one do I pick? Right.
0: Yeah, I think the takeaway that I would say maybe for every professor anyone designing any course or or doing this is hey you need to be more structured and you need to be more flexible at the same time like no matter where you're at right now how do you make this a little bit more flexible and a little bit more structured
3: yeah like setting expectations without being too rigid Mm -hmm. in uh
2: And, like, don't make it, like, feel like uh, – you know how, like, uh, Chelsea was saying, like, oh, we got to – we're learning this this week, or we're learning this this week, or we got to turn this in. Like, you know, just – like, I I feel like when those situations where, like, everything is just due every week, it just feel like I don't return any of that information. Like, it will literally just leave, opposed to, like, me having, like, the classes I was um, telling you about, it was a little more um, free. I'm thinking – like, I can remember – half of those assignments opposed to like the classes I got now where I just got a a topic this week or assignment this week and I don't even remember what it's about yeah
1: and that's interesting because I could see like faculty being like oh okay we're gonna focus this week on this thing and that will and thinking that that will make it clearer Mm -hmm. but actually it's like If things are, or the topics are maybe a little amorphous and they inform each other and like all semester we're thinking about these five things and we're going to see them interact and think about them in different ways throughout the semester, that might stick with you more than like, oh yeah, all the way back in week two, we talked about that thing, but then we never talked about it again. And yeah, I don't remember that. So that's, that's really interesting. Like, I think that can also seem maybe like paradoxical, but actually like stick with you longer.
2: Yeah.
0: Shannon, any last questions that you have for Chelsea and Gary as we?
1: I don't think so. This was a really interesting conversation. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for your thoughts about
0: those. Yeah, yeah. guys, thanks so much. Uh, I've got a lot of work to do is kind of what I'm <laughs> pulling away from this. We'll see if we can do it. Um, well, Chelsea and Gary, thanks for joining us today and sharing some of your thoughts. Um, yeah. yeah, thank you. All right. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one.